Every year at the new teacher breakfast, I'd welcome nearly 150 new educators to the school district. And we'd always start with our assistant superintendent for human resources who would announce how we'd received nearly 2000 applications for the positions that they, that they represented the best of the best. And the chamber of commerce would then follow with a welcome of their own. And following breakfast, it was my turn. I'd give the superintendent's welcome where I always spoke of my first year teaching experience in trailer C in Oakland, California. And I would tell them a story about lessons learned, particularly my lesson learned after a brush with chaos. In my first year of teaching in a Spanish bilingual classroom in Oakland, our school adopted a reading program that required children to leave their classrooms and to go to another classroom for 90 minutes each morning for their reading instruction. And depending on student needs, teachers were assigned different reading levels. And so one grading period, I taught sixth grade English to fourth and fifth graders. And it was in this reading class where I learned a really valuable lesson. Our classroom, made up of almost exclusively of advanced students from other classrooms, they'd come to my classroom, Trailer C, and I selected Mildred Taylor's Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry. And I can still remember the spirited conversations about race and class and the intersectionality of race and class in the Deep South in the early part of the 20th century. And every morning, we'd start the lesson with five vocabulary words, and I'd encourage the children to act out the words using a strategy called Total Physical Response, or TPR. I thought the strategy would help the students remember those important words or phrases in what language acquisition experts refer to as brick-and-mortar words. On this fateful morning, I selected my words and had the children act them out. I'd simply announce each word, and so I remember one word clearly, prowl. The hunched children tiptoed as they prowled around the classroom. And I, I think another word was like powder, mope, or scowl, whatever it was. I remember them looking sad and forlorn. Then it was time for the next word. Without establishing a shared image of what acting out the word could look like, and without announcing my expectations, I announced the word. Chaos. They still have nightmares about what I witnessed. My advanced reading students trashed the room. They threw over desks. They pulled down the posters. They tossed books and stood on chairs, and they fully acted out the word chaos. They couldn't hear me yelling to stop. I ran over to the wall and flicked the lights on and off, and they, well, it got their attention. I marched to the front of the room, and I hollered, what's wrong with you? You're acting like a bunch of jackasses. To this, a student looked at me and said, I don't appreciate you calling me a jackass. I thought about debating with her about whether I called her a jackass or I said they were acting like jackasses. Either way, it was a losing proposition. What I can tell you is that we spent the rest of the class acting out the phrase, clean up this mess. I'll never forget the faces of my students as they returned to their classroom and said, que paso, like what happened? And I'll never forget the other teachers whose advanced readers returned to their classrooms, eager to share what they had been called. And one saw me bringing my class to lunch and said, so how was your morning? I learned a lot from this awful teaching experience. I learned about setting expectations and showing positive examples and establishing a signal for when things are getting out of control. And I would tell this story to remind new teachers that they would make mistakes and that it was okay. What's important is that you learn from them. And that's what my work as an educator and an advisor is all about. I identify as a human-centered leader. Having an opportunity to learn from one's experiences is fundamental to that identity. In my book, An Imperfect Leader, Human-Centered Leadership in After Action, and my podcast with the same name, I provide an opportunity to learn from the experiences of school and district leaders. There are leaders at every level, and we continue to develop our leadership skills for the reality is that all of us are imperfect. In fact, I teach a model called the Human-Centered School Transformation Model, which has three dimensions, and they all lead to a culture of deep learning. A culture of deep leading and deep learning is a different way of thinking about leadership. It asks you to think about why and what and how 
we might lead in a different way. And there are three dimensions, collective aspiration, nested patterns, and leaders learning work. Collective aspiration makes sure that everyone in the organization is on the same page. It's the why. Nested patterns are the behaviors of everyone in the organization and describes the behaviors that are valued. It's the what. And leaders learning work is where the core processes and practices can be found. It's where we are reminded of the fundamentals of leadership. It's the how. Collective aspiration, nested patterns, and leaders learning work. They each lead us to a better place as an organization. I'm so glad to have had this opportunity to connect with you today. In my book, in my podcast, and in my work as a coach and advisor, I try to project someone striving to learn from his experiences through genuine reflection. The aim of every professional interaction I have is to lift the learning and lift the imperfect leaders up. That way, when you hear the term imperfect, you'll see strength. Strength and the candor needed to recognize imperfection as a real advantage. You can find me at human-centeredleaders.com to learn more.